You're listening to the New Artist Workshop. I'm just saying, Empire is still the best. Yeah, but come on, if it wasn't for the first one, you wouldn't have any of the rest of the movies. Well, at least we can all agree the third one's always the worst. Back to your favorite podcast. Now that's what I call a franchise. I'm Peter Mancuso. And I'm Viviana Metzger. And this is the show where Peter and I pick a film franchise and go through every single installment. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And to be clear, we are defining a franchise as a series of films with at least four entries. We've been doing the X-Men franchise. So Viviana, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the 2016 film X-Men Apocalypse. And this is your one and only spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the movie, do that before listening to the episode. I just want to make it abundantly clear. I made a little typo. It should be X-Men colon apocalypse. <laughs> I just want to make sure people don't get confused. We're talking about X-Men colon apocalypse. I don't think anyone says the colon out loud besides you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm X- sure there's more of me out there, but... okay. <clears throat> Today we're talking about the 2016 film <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the little letterboxed blurb uh, to give us a little sense of what happens in this movie. <clears throat> after the resurgent, or excuse me, after the reemergence of the world's first mutant, World Destroyer Apocalypse, the X-Men must unite to defeat his extinction level plan. I did not know he was a world destroyer. I know he wanted to destroy the world, but that implies that, like, I feel like to be named a world destroyer, you had to have, like, at least done one other... If, if anything, he was the opposite. He was a world builder, because wasn't he the one who made the pyramids? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. It, this is inaccurate. So, some basic info about the movie, directed by everyone's favorite, Brian Singer. He's um, done a lot of them. He, well, he's the OG. That's, uh, that makes it pretty consistent out of a very non-consistent franchise. Yeah. Well, this say. is his last. Oh, okay. okay. Um, four out of 13 Good, for this franchise. So- the, yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's definitely coming off of the last one, Days of Future Past. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, that was so well-received that... I I don't know. Well, we're, we're gonna get into it. I I don't want to. I don't want to color Let's this. Get into it, dude. Okay, um, the writer was Simon I mean, Kinberg. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why do you get to do all the talking? Well, if you want to, by all means, <laughs> tell us. Well, I'll I'll say it on the script, and then you can like say the background about it. Whoa! Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Tag team. Okay, so like I said, the writer is Simon Kinberg. Anything cool? He's just done a couple of them before. Okay. Uh, distribution. <laughs> this doesn't really work. This, is, this plan doesn't work. You just, just read it. Just read it all the way through, and then I'll say stuff about it. <laughs> distribution company is 20th Century Fox, of course. Uh, the release month and year is May 2016. The budget was $178 million, with a box office gross of... $544 million. So this was not as expensive of a film 
as Days of Future Past, to be fair. Okay. Especially because it didn't have Wolverine in it. I imagine that was like a huge part of the budget. <laughs> well, he did. Well, yeah. Oh, that's true. But he wasn't like a major role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it made less money. Um, the Days of Future Past made about $746 million. This made about $544. Um, yeah, I just said that. So not... No, but I'm saying compared to Days of Future Past. <laughs> no, um, <I> <laughs> So it, it, I think it was able to kind of like ride the wave of people's hype from the last one. Of course, yeah. Um, but I think it definitely like you start to see with the one after this as well. Like no one, like people see this one, they're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. Um, so I've never, I had never seen this before watching it, and you hadn't either, right? Yeah. No. I mean, I like I said, I thought I had like seen. All of them in the franchise, so it would just be like going back and like reminiscing. But like, uh, yeah, I guess I missed the the one when he's in Japan and this one because I have never seen any of this. <laughs> well, you also haven't seen you never saw the Deadpool movies because there's still one more. Well, of those. I didn't know those were connected. Okay, but you also haven't seen Dark Phoenix, which is the one after this one. I feel like I have, but no, we, the, no, you definitely have not. Because we were dating when that came out. And and you never, we never, if I didn't see it, you certainly did not go. Okay, well, maybe not. I don't know. Um, It's the one, like, with, like, it's not X-Men The Last Stand. It's, like, the Dark Phoenix story again, but, like, with this, like, yeah, Sophie it's, Turner. It's a, and, like, oh, with Sophie Turner? Yeah, it's, like, it's like this these characters. Like, uh, the young versions uh, of these characters. That's what I'm saying. It's not. Well, I knew it was about, I knew it was about, um, what's her buns, but. Um, I think you're just thinking of The Last Stand, which also did the Dark Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Where she's like standing on the garbage and like. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's okay. a, that's yeah. okay. Then yeah, I haven't seen this one. I that one. I think it speaks to this movie, the fact that we're just talking about a bunch of other movies, <laughs> because so this is so usually for this podcast we watch the movie, and then like immediately record our episode talking about it. Um, due to like some scheduling conflicts, we like had to watch it yesterday, and we're talking about today. Which of all of the films we watched, I feel like this is the worst one to have done that because it's like the least memorable. Like I don't, I wrote. Luckily, I wrote a lot of notes. Yeah. But I honestly, I'm probably you're probably gonna hear a lot of me saying something, going like, I have no idea what that refers to. No, no. Um, I remember. But so let's do a little bit of background on the movie. Um, it kind of is was meant to kind of finish the trilogy started with first class mm-hmm. which i do not think it does at all uh <laughs> it doesn't feel like it thematically wraps up anything from the other two movies just- nor does it feel like a final like it definitely <laughs> feels like like every single movie's ended the same way like first class ended the exact same way didn't that where it's like they're all ready to be x-men now and oh uh, yeah well I- I mean, like, it it has them in there, I guess, if that counts. But it doesn't really, like... It doesn't feel like the finishing <laughs> a trilogy, by yeah. any means. Um, also, I think it's kind of, I... like, kind of not fair to call this a trilogy. Because the second movie is, like... Like, this is a huge franchise. Like, to try yeah. to, like, to try to, like, limit the scope to, like, this is a trilogy. At this point, when there's literally been, like, over ten movies... Or uh, this may have been the ninth one, actually, to be fair. Um, but, you know, I I finished this movie feeling, uh, being even more confused than I was before. <laughs> um, it did not help. If anything, it scrambled it more. Because, like, 
it just this is where the timeline really just like implodes on itself because yeah like, because I, i'm so confused wait so i know that we're like i guess in a different timeline now technically but the ages should still be the same but the ages should still progress the well, way they're supposed just, to regardless just, of the timeline not just the ages but like also the characters like in what universe is mystique like a teacher like in this one i guess I guess, but like in every other one, like she she well, chose to go to the to the dark side. I guess. Well, that was like, a different timeline. I, I'm she saying what's still weird is has a little thing for Eric. Okay, but that's she, different she can than still be buds. Okay, she who says she's not still buds? No, I know, but I'm just saying. I thought she I thought she was mad and like didn't really like her brother. Like, right well, now. I guess the events of this film changed her mind. I thought you were gonna bring up the fact that Havoc is like the same age as he was 20 years ago. And He's also- to be like 40. Also, this is one of the trivia points I looked up. Like, also like we see the the summer parents, summer's yes. parents, and they don't seem to be particularly old. So no. it's like, no. it, it just, it doesn't, it just does not make sense. The, the, the timelines just really start to implode here. Yeah. Um, this film was also in addition to, in, in addition to kind of, being like a an end of this trilogy, it was also kind of meant to be the conclusion of like the six, like the six core X Men films, mm-hmm. um, yet still quote a potential rebirth for the <laughs> franchise. Again, I feel like it does neither of those things. <laughs> um, it was partially inspired by the story arc, The Fall of the Mutants, which okay. involved Apocalypse. That was the introduction of Apocalypse as a character. Um, it was like a. <laughs> crossover kind of storyline between different mutant related Marvel comics. Um, and that's honestly all the trivia. <laughs> I mean, not the trivia. That's all the background I could find on it. Honestly, yeah. I actually have a lot of trivia. Also, also but, another one is, is <laughs> so over the course of like 20 years, Storm just like loses her accent. <laughs> well, that's like the joke. And in, in the first one, she like kind of tries to do it. Like, like a little bit. Like, she just says things in a weird. Like, remember, she's like, "Do you know what happens to the toads that get struck by?" Like, she has like a tiny bit of an accent, and then after that, she just gives up. Completely. Like, like I get it a little bit. Like that that makes sense, but like not entirely. You know, like you would still like someone's grandma. Like, like my like if you've been great in the country for a long time and you're all like around people. Yeah, like, like my great grandmother was like. From Mexico, like she still has like an accent when speaking Spanish or speaking English. You know, it's like even even if it's still like not in practice, like it's still there. I don't know. I don't honestly. The X Men franchise is not one where they they put a lot of thought into some things, <laughs> and I guess Storm's accent is not one of them. <laughs> um. So let's let's just jump into the movie. Um, oh, that's and let's see. no. Uh, Viviana is while we're doing this reading something she's doing I'm, she's doing research while we're while we're I'm doing it so really trying to figure out where where cyclops is from i've seen he was in ready player one i've never seen that movie I'm, oh oh the prison stanford experiment yeah oh really yeah i don't okay. even remember i had to watch that for my thesis so i watched it with you yeah yeah so i i think that's where i know him from I guess so, but I don't even I didn't even know he was in that movie. Neither did I until just now. <laughs> okay. Let's let's put the research to bed. Let's let's talk about the actual film at hand. Okay. So we start the movie off 
with another Professor X voiceover, this time by James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost sounded like, at least the start of the voiceover, it sounded like they pitched him down a little bit to make him sound like Patrick Stewart, <laughs> like as like a fake out. I'm sure. Um, and it's, we get this big sweeping shot of Egypt or yeah. Cairo. And it's like right away, because it's like 3600 BC. Mm-hmm. It's like right away, the scope is like way bigger than any, even, literally the last, well, obviously Deadpool was the last one, but like the last mm-hmm. X-Men film. Yeah. Literally like involved like alternate timelines and <laughs> yeah. time travel. And yet this, like the scope is so much bigger than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they really want to make this like really big, like anthropological storyline. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> well, I know, I know you have, a, I know you have a, a thing against like the people. We've talked about this on the show. Like, like, oh, they were actually part of like history. Like, you know, but then how do you feel about like other media that does that? Like, what do you mean, like what? Um, I don't know, like, well, I guess it's not as intrusive, but I'm thinking of something like, I remember in the Percy Jackson books, mm. like, a lot of historical figures were actually demigods. <laughs> like, I think, like, George Washington was actually what? a demigod. <laughs> I don't remember that part of the Like, film. basically, anyone who is, like, mildly exceptional, it's like, oh, because they were part god. <laughs> I did not remember that part of it. <laughs> well, did you read the books or just watch the movies? I just watched the movies. Well, that's, that's, that's yeah, why. this was, like, okay. in the books, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm confused. Okay. All right. Uh, tell, tell us. No, 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 please, please. Okay, okay. So... Don't hold back. We have the one, what is it? In the Wolverine, where they're like the little team, and then they go to Lagos, and then they like blow up a building or something or whatever. Uh, yeah, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they don't blow up the building, but like things happen, right? So... Things get blown up. <laughs> and we talked about how... How Storm was there, right? I was like, like, a, like they, it was like, I think it was caught. But there was like yeah. that scene with all the villagers, like there was going to be a cutaway to a young girl with white hair. Yeah, yeah. And we also saw her in the opening of oh, the other one when the world's ending and the robots. And the... <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand? No. Oh, Days of Future Past? No. That's the one where they go back and... T- May- How do you yes. not remember? Yes. Okay, I didn't... <laughs> I don't... She is okay. also seen in Cerebro in X-Men First Class when he like first uses Cerebro. There's like a young yes. black girl with white hair, which doesn't make any sense because he gets her white hair in this movie. It turns white in this movie. Oh my gosh. No, but you know what's funny is that like with Days of Future Past, I never remember like the beginning and end stuff. I only remember like the flashback stuff. Well, yeah, because the, like, the future stuff is like, yeah. it's pretty like, for, it's just, it's like the framing device. It's not really its, it's not own really story. It's not really part of it. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, okay, so I'm confused as to how Storm, did she lose her parents? Is she like, I guess, I guess so, because she's like living in a little house with like 10 other children, mm-hmm. people, and so, but she's from Lagos, right? Maybe and- she left, maybe she left because like, we see how mutants are treated in the United States. Yeah. So maybe like she ran away from home or something. Well, they're, they're not treated any better in Cairo, but... Lagos and Cairo, they're like on opposite ends of Africa. <laughs> like she had to travel a long way, but she but Well she, she floated on a cloud. Oh shit, that's true. 
I forgot she can do that. I don't that. know if that's a power. No, I don't know if that's a power. But. She probably just used like a sand skateboard or something. Okay, never mind. Oh, probably, you know what she probably did? <laughs> Flew there. <laughs> or maybe t- took a bus. You know what? I dig back my, my cabin. All right. Wait, wait, hold on. We're, we're, right now we're in 3600 BC. You're jumping the gun. Um, so, so the whole thing, Apocalypse, played by Oscar Isaac. They really did dirty in this movie. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is such a beautiful man. He's so handsome and he, he looks he looks like a blue thumb. He looks like he should be <laughs> Thanos' brother or something because he's just like blue and and Because yeah. he's blue. <laughs> I don't know. Because they did so much makeup I could I could barely tell it was him. Like mm. I only knew it was him because you said so. I think I read that Josh Brolin had to do like hours and hours of makeup. For oh, really? No, he was a CGI character. Yeah, that's what I, that, <laughs> I was going to say. I thought he was all CGI. No, I was trying to dupe you, but you did, You knew. <laughs> um, so I guess the plan here is Apocalypse. I guess his whole thing is that he he dies. You know, like, like anyone <laughs> yeah, does. So yeah. so basically he's been transferring his like consciousness and powers in, into a different body. Um, but... Then he finally finds a new body for a mutant played by Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, who I guess kind of has like Wolverine kind of healing powers. Yeah. Um, so they have this whole ceremony in the pyramid, which is, that's why the pyramids were built. <laughs> Did for you get you didn't know? the ceremony, I suppose. Um, and he starts to, they, they, they begin the process. But oh no, some of the people betray him. No. No. Yeah, the humans, they betray him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking of a different thing. Oh, you're... <laughs> yes, yes. That was really cool, actually. They really they really coordinated that well. And they, like... Which, at first, I was like, why are they being so mean? But then I... Now, then seeing what he can do later in the movie, I was like... His henchmen are the, are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, they don't betray him. No, but it's not good to have the five of them around. Yeah, that's pretty true. So... So they're successful, and they're, so well, they're also successful in transferring his consciousness into Oscar Isaac. So he yeah. he they, they survive long enough for him to become Apocalypse, but then he gets trapped inside the he's, pyramid forever. Yeah, he's just like in a little like bubble thing. Yeah, um, but it is pretty awesome watching the horsemen fight the guards because remember that one person like zapped them and they turned into like skeletons <laughs> yeah it like melted their skin or something yeah they became like gelatin it basically was, like, really gross <laughs> um and then they the whole pyramid collapses and talk about apocalypse because the pyramid collapses they have this shot of them like it looks like a roland emmerich movie that's like um independence day the day after tomorrow oh, yeah, uh, yeah. 2012 like all these people running away from this giant CGI pyramid, like, collapsing and, like, <laughs> rushing towards them. Um, so, it's pretty messed up. Um, and then we get our classic X-Men opening logo sequence. Are you going to go Sa- second by second? I'm just trying to remember the movie. I don't even remember what happens. <laughs> well, do you have anything to say? <laughs> uh, no, I just didn't realize you could, <laughs> like... And then he gets trapped. And then the credits. And then... It's- <laughs> <laughs> well, you say. All right. All right. Here's what I think of the movie. It sucks. It's boring as <laughs> no, shit. No, you can go through it. Just go through it a little bit more generally. 
Um, well, I was gonna say I like the se- opening sequence. I like uh, the opening okay. time, like the, the CGI, because it, for once it's not like DNA. It's like historical events. Well, it's similar to the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Or like, origins. Like we, yeah, like with all the, the different wars. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and though I was, I didn't really understand it because, like, I, again, because again, I never seen this. I. From the trailer, I had thought that he, Apocalypse, like, I didn't realize he was dormant for, like, 5,000 years. I thought he was, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, it would make more sense to have that if it was, like, he was having a hand in all these historical events. Yeah. But but he didn't. But, yeah, and we also learned that, like, mutants have been around since, like, forever and not just, like, in the past hundred years or so, but, like... I guess the implication well, is, like, just like with any evolution, <laughs> it's, like, exponential, where it's, like, maybe, like, one or two mutants are born, like, every year. I guess Out so. of seven billion people, but then, like, eventually they keep reproducing, and then it just becomes, like, exponential curve. It just, like, yeah. explodes by the time you get to the 20th century. Yeah, and I guess, like... Very conveniently, <laughs> the, which is our, like, 21st and I, century. And I guess, like, the, the happenings or the discovery of those mutants could be guised under different things like like the Salem witch trials or yeah like, yeah you know. like like for all we know like like they they didn't have mutant they had like witch or like yeah, devil like, worshiper yeah like, so that yeah. part doesn't bother me as much yeah yeah um but it's interesting part of the it's war. only until recently that yeah it's only until recently that you know because i think that is illustrated in apocalypse himself like he was considered a god mm-hmm. and he even has a line where he's like i've been called many names and he's like, let me name drop all these people's real religions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is one of my trivia pieces. I was pieces. like, not I think wrong. He, I, think in the, I think in the trailer, originally he was also going to say Krishna. Mm. But then like, that's Hinduism, right? I think a lot of Hindu people were, don't you don't know. Krishna? Yeah, I, Krishna. Like Harry Krishna? Yeah, I think it's like a Buddhist or Hindu. I'm sorry, I'm, be, I'm being very ignorant right now. But anyway, whoever believes in Krishna was very mad. Oh, yeah. So then they took it out of the movie. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Um, But anyway, so then uh, the opening sequence is over. <laughs> I'm really trying to remember this movie. I'm sorry. We really should have done this right <laughs> no, after. No, that's fine. That's um, fine, I guess. So then we start in, in the scariest place, high school. <laughs> and Scott Summers is there and he's learning about it's kind of cool because they're learning about what happened in Days of Future Past. Yeah, it's like history class. That's what I mean. It's again it's it's, it's one crazy. of the things I liked about uh, Days of Future Past, where it's like we're we're seeing the effect on history. Like what is the effect of mutants on history and society? Like what would be like the real world day-to-day effects of that? And one of yeah. those would be like you, you would learn about it in history class. Like, that'd be a big deal if the president was almost assassinated by a mutant who dropped a giant football stadium or baseball stadium. Um, you like, know what I mean? Like, that'd be big news. Yeah, but, like, I feel like not that soon. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes a while for, like, textbooks to be written and then also produced and, like, published and stuff. I guess so, but, I mean, so, I was learning about 9-11 in the middle school, and that was, like, 2009, 2010. I was not learning about 9-11. I mean, like, like... Speech wise, we would talk about 9 11, but like, not like in a history book. Like, well, I think, like, we're having a test on 9 11. No, that never happened. Like, <laughs> or like Katrina. Um, I don't know then. Oh, maybe, maybe you guys had shittier textbooks then. I, maybe your school district should have been better funded then. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it just seems like like t- 
20 years like, ago or 10 years 10 years they said it was the anniversary <laughs> 10 yeah, now, years. I'm just now, now i'm imagining now i'm just imagining you in like seventh grade going like did you guys did you guys hear about the aids crisis i just found this out it's like like you only learned about things up to like 1987 in your textbook <laughs> no like, i I know. Well, actually, like all the colonialism and like like building, like starting America and stuff was like really big, but like it was big. It was very popular. It was like, and then we just like kind of skimmed over the rest of the stuff, and I was like, but, well, uh, probably because it's controversial. Well, to be fair, I went to a I went to a Catholic middle school. Okay. Um. So I was. Gonna, what does that mean? <laughs> no, I was gonna say maybe it's like the the sooner the history, the more because you're controversial it is. Yeah. Like the yeah. more like real world opinions. Like no one has yeah. strong opinions about well actually they do, but it's like, like Yeah, I feel no like No one living was involved with the slaughter of the Native Americans. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so it's a little easier to well, talk about. Well, that's questionable. But um I'm talking about like the Trail of Tears. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but um <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. But yeah, like things are more politicized, like if people are like, Oh, I don't want my child learning about um, X thing that happened in 2018. I don't even know. Oh, what's something that happened? Uh, Coney 2012. <laughs> we don't. Learn, <laughs> we don't learn. Coney 2012. <laughs> we don't learn about that in school, right? I don't think they'll ever learn about that. <laughs> I don't think that was important enough to be remembered. Wait, that was like the missing girls, right? Or was no? It was about name? like it was about the 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 Africa something in Africa. Yeah, the missing girls in Africa, right? No, wasn't Coney the name of like a warlord or something? Maybe he Anyway, <laughs> Scott Summers is in high school. He was the no, no. He was the one who took this. Uh, everybody, time out. So Scott Summers is there and the classic he starts looking at the girl, and then like the the jock guy is like, Hey, you looking at my girlfriend punk? Oh yeah. And he's like classic eighties bully. Follows him into the bathroom. Homicidal. Like, I don't know why bullies in the 80s were so also, homicidal. Also, also, yeah, like, looked down into the stall, like, excuse me, sir, invasion of privacy. What if my pee-pee was out and I was taking a dump? Like, you're all up in my personal biz, you know? I didn't know you had a pee-pee. No, I'm saying, like, oh. Scott. Scott's <laughs> oh, perspective. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, so this is kind of interesting because this was the scene that was gonna be in the original X-Men film. Um, remember yes. I, one of the one of like the you know how the first actor yeah, yeah, starts yeah. with all like the flashbacks. Yeah. One of them was gonna be Scott, uh, like going into the bathroom buzzing. and getting, but yeah, Bzz. buzzing. <laughs> yeah. Bzz. Also, okay, how many people did he just kill <laughs> by lasering? Was <laughs> hopefully there were only bathrooms were above just, him and no one no one had to take a dump. Someone was just in biology class and they were like, what? It's like our kids. We're gonna learn about biology. Look at the ins. Look at Timmy's inside. He's been lasered open. <laughs> oh. oh no, we can't. He's already been cauterized because. <laughs> okay, no. So, the Coney Twenty Twelve is a movie that it or video is produced and aimed to raise awareness about Joseph Coney, a warlord who had yeah, led yeah. who had led the world's resistance resistance army, an extremely violent militia or militant movement known for its use of child soldiers in Uganda and central african states so yeah we should learn about that but we don't well not the movie but like the <laughs> the, the dude you know the, the dude <laughs> are people learning about osama like i learned osama in, when i was in middle school i know but we heard it on the news we weren't reading about it in the textbooks but i think i think it's one of those things where like your teacher may like 
make their own curriculum. <laughs> like, they don't always like, I, I can't teach it. It's not in the textbook. I can't start. I mean, if you notice, that woman was showing, doing a slideshow. She probably made that herself. Well, that's... It's She's probably doing a mandated by the district. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, anyway. So... <laughs> So that happened. Scott has had a sexual awakening. Also, in a in a in a, a sto- story beat that is very reminiscent of the Smallville episode where he gets his heat vision, where he's attracted to the teacher, and they're watching uh, they're actually watching like like a uh, sex ed like video. Yeah, yeah. And he and he basically like jizzes at the screen, like. But the way they do him shooting the thing is like, <laughs> like it's little short bursts. I don't think he was attracted to his teacher. No, but I'm just saying he was looking at the girl. No, I know. I'm talking about Scott. Like he. No, I'm saying Scott was looking at the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like he had sand in his eyes. He was like, I think something is seriously wrong with my eyes. And she was like, Okay, (laughs) go away. I'm like, "Uh, Shouldn't you be worried about your student? (laughs) Like like one time, people didn't care about the teachers. Didn't care about their students. (laughs) One time in middle school, someone literally cried blood. Like. I was like, you, you should take care of Scott. Like, I'd like to again. Up. I like to again point out that our getting off topic <laughs> is not is in of itself a comment on the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think you know what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, so then we cut to Germany. Yes. Um, and we get to see sexy Mystique. Jennifer Lawrence is probably the best she's looked in any of these <laughs> movies. Um, as Jennifer Lawrence, she has not become Mystique yet. This is yeah, just her. Yeah. She just looks like beautiful Jennifer She's Lawrence. She's just J-Lol. Um, time-honored X-Men tradition of recruiting people at fights. She goes <laughs> and finds Nightcrawler. Yeah. Who, I'm sorry. His look, he looks terrible. His hair looks so bad. It's the 80s. No, but like, no, but it's not the style. And then like the, I'm shitting on the costume design. Like the here. costume design. Or like yeah. the makeup, the special effects makeup yeah, or whatever. Like it's kind of a lot. Like it looks way worse than it did uh in x2 yeah like his hair looks like a wig <laughs> yeah like i believe that nightcrawler was like a real person like i believe like his yeah. skin his skin texture like yeah it really felt real mm-hmm. whereas this really just looks like like a wig yeah and, and kind of looks like a like dinosaur it sometimes because like dinosaur yeah like we see him doing something later on maybe like praying or something and like you can see his like fingernails, but they look so big and like they look. He looks like a dinosaur. You mean? Yeah, like it just like someone in a dinosaur costume, like you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like those big inflatable T Rex costumes. <laughs> no, like, not those ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you said dinosaur, I was like the 2000 animated film by by Disney Dinosaur. <laughs> no, like with the animation with the with the CGI live action hybrid. No, I'm just saying oh. he looked like uh, someone you would hire for a birthday party and not an actual like. <laughs> In real life, that X-Men. Would, that would skew be a horrible parent. That would be so scary <laughs> to have that guy go to your birthday kid's why, birthday party. Why did they make him look like Michael Jackson? Like he had like <laughs> he had like the little hair, and then he had like the the red jacket and like. <laughs> I don't know. Also, what is Angel doing in an underground fight club in Germany? How is he a full grown man in the eighties, and then he's a ten year old boy in the nineties? <laughs> I guess it's a different Angel. Is this I don't know. The same Angel. Is no, this the same boy who ran out of his father's building? Speak speak of time-honored X-Men traditions of... They used a character... <laughs> and didn't know they were going to use it again. And used it again. So they just... <laughs> the, the best is still just, Trask being played by a big black guy and then Peter Dinklage. <laughs> but... Just, um, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. <laughs> uh, but these poor mutants are forced to fight. 
Yeah. Like, they don't even have, like, at least with Wolverine, he was doing it, like, he was, you know. He was opting in. Yeah, he was opting in to make some money. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of interesting, like, I wonder how the timeline was changed. Because, like, the idea is that, like, presumably in the original timeline, people kind of just, like, slowly uh, became aware of mutants. Okay. Like, over time. Yeah. Whereas in this timeline, it's, like, a very decisive moment. Yes. So I wonder, how, like, what the implications are of, like... Mutants being, like, widely known, mm-hmm. like, that early. You know what I mean? Like, one of them is, like, they're yeah. being forced to fight for entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. as opposed to the pre- previous timeline, it's more just, like, people become more and more aware. Yeah. I feel as like- opposed to this is, like, it's literally a hard, like, boom, now yeah. people know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, at least from what is, like, illustrated in the movies, like, it's a lot more dangerous than like in the other timeline because in the other timeline like yeah people would still be freaked out and stuff but it was more like ostracizing and like just like oh you're different and like they hadn't come after people yet yeah yeah whereas like like people are like literally dying because they're outed as mutants Mm -hmm. or like associates of mutants you know Mm -hmm. um we we've really dropped the like here's the thing and, and to be fair, this is, I think, a uh, not a problem, but this is, to be fair, an element of Days of Future Past. Again, like, the scope really starting to be brought in. Yeah. Where, like, because of the, like, the story that they're trying to tell here, like, with this, like, world ending. Like, X-Men has so never been good at world ending. much globe trotting. Like, X-Men has never been, wor- like, the stakes have never been world ending. Yeah. This one is. No. And it definitely well, loses its intimacy. Future Past. But the world doesn't end. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they're... I'm they, sure if you're human, you're fine. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying that that's not even the threat. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just mutants. It already has happened. I'm, no, no, but I'm saying it's just mutants who are under threat. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, the humans are fine. Oh. And it is a future past. Oh. Yeah, the only humans who are at risk are the ones who carry the mutant gene. Because then, uh, then the Sentinels start going after... But I'm saying this is the first one where it's like literally like... like all living creatures will, like, be disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm saying because of that, there is a bit of intimacy that's lost. And, like, because we are talking about, like, you were like, oh, people are getting killed for being outed as being a mutant. And I yeah. was like, oh, like, another, uh, like, analogy to being gay or yeah. being queer. But I'm like, but not really, though. Like, this movie really does not have anything to do with, like, like yeah. hiding because you're a mutant and, like learning to accept yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. very much about that it's, like, very, like, existential celestial conflict. Well, well, I guess, like, when Apocalypse, like, deepens their powers or whatever he's doing, like, maybe... It's not about the societal reaction is what I'm saying. Yeah, It's yeah. not... Um, more like a self. Especially going a far cry from the first film, which is, like, so intimate. Yeah. Or at least, like, small scale, whereas this is, like, as like, big as it can be. You don't really get to care about the characters, like, because it's, it's just... So much is happening, and it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. That's literally the whole. I think that's a great way to sum up my whole feelings with the movies. Like, I just don't care about yeah. like anything. Like, I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the story. I don't care about the stakes. I just, I just do not care. Yeah, really. And also, like the people, barring some major exceptions, which I'm about to talk. Yeah. About. Well, and also, like I feel like the people that we are supposed to care about are just like completely tossed to the side, like. Like, like havoc, just randomly dying, just like. <laughs> like wait, off screen. Yeah, that was that was pretty dumb. Mystique's barely in it. Charles is barely in it. Yeah, it's mostly like apocalypse stuff. If it's the new kids on the block. Yeah, like 
It's just it. Well, we'll, we'll get there. It's okay, just okay. What, what uh, were your things you were gonna talk about? I was gonna say I think the best part of the movie is all of the Magneto stuff in Poland. Yeah. Because that felt like X Men. Yeah. The, at least the films that we've like the best. Yeah. Th- that's the way X Men's at its best. Yeah. Like how their mutant hood intersects with like their quote unquote normal life. Yeah. Um. Yep. You know, it so he has like a family. Very, it's like very reminiscent of like the beginning of um, Origins, like you know when he's living with his wife. Oh, X Men Origins, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, he has a family. It's nice. It's nice to see him have a normal life. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like he's a, he's a sweet daddy. Yeah. Even though he again because of this timeline, if he was like ten years old in nineteen forty four. <laughs> He's the, the man's gotta be like fifty by now, like so. Well, he just ages well, I suppose. Yeah, but having a kid by the time by the time that girl graduates high school, he's gonna be in the nursing home. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I, think I wonder if that's good though, because I mean, it won't be bad that he's old because he can just like move the wheelchair with his mind. <laughs> like if he's what? old, because if he's old, right? <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I I thought that was all really cute though. It was so sad. And also so random. It seemed like like their death was just like so... Ugh, don't even... Yeah, the, like... A wooden... Okay, so they, they didn't have any metal. Like the little German... So anyone... You know. The Polish, you mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes I forget that he's Polish. I, I always associate him with like Germany because of like the Holocaust and everything. But mm-hmm. I know it definitely happened in more places. Anyway. Are you sure you learned that in school? Did they stop in 1930? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay, so the the cops who came by to confront Eric about well Henry or Henrik Henrik about um, his potential mutanthood, um, they didn't bring their badges or anything like anything made of metal, and so. But they, for some reason, they had like a bow and arrow, <laughs> and, and and like they shoot. They well, we'll get there. We'll they, we'll get there. Accidentally lets yeah. loose, but like the wooden arrow goes through both of bo- them, both the girl and the wife, and comes out the other side, and comes out the other. I'm like, it, that must be some really strong ass wood, or this is literally just for the plot because like I I don't believe that could happen i mean like it's 100 percent for the plot i'm 100%. not 100 <laughs> i'm not like super into archery i don't know all the specifics and stuff but like i i feel like that could happen with like a metal arrow and not so much with a wooden arrow like it i don't know it was certainly for it was certainly for the plot um <laughs> like just to give him like again like tragic man pain like <laughs> yeah like oh like because they like literally get fridged yeah you know what i mean like literally like yeah. oh it's so sad because i i really like the girl because she has like the all the animal powers yeah she well has... look at you you have jumped the gun well hurry up man i'm trying there's just so much bullshit um <laughs> so scott's brother havoc yes um reek havoc um havoc reeks he brings he brings Scott to, to the school to, the school, to, to learn to learn, you know, um, and Scott bumps into Jean. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they have, I don't know if it's the writing or the actors. There is no chemistry here 
at all. And like, they're not supposed to really like each other in this moment, but even when they're, they're supposed to like each other, there is no chemistry. It is so awful. Uh, I'm sorry, Sophie Turner, I haven't really seen her in too, too much. I, I, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I have no idea how she was cast. And when you hear the trivia point that I have about some of the other actresses in contention, I have no idea why she was chosen. Because she's not a natural redhead. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's not like, oh... Because at first I was like, oh, they just natural, found a... Like blonde or something? That's a good question. Yeah, I think I so. I think she's blonde. Dirty I think... blonde. I, to be fair, I think at the time she did have red hair because it was already dyed for Game of Thrones. Of course, yeah. But she's not like a natural... 2016, yeah. Um, but I will say, James McAvoy is looking good in this movie. I don't know what it is. Everyone yeah, looks, it's yeah. probably the sexiest they've been in any of the movies. <laughs> Miss Jennifer Lawrence looks really good. James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender. Um, but, but yeah, so, so, uh, Charles brings Scott outside to test out his powers. He blows up his favorite tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But also he does this and everyone's like really afraid of Scott, but Gene kind of looks at him like, oh, but she's kind of like turned on a little bit. She's like, oh, he, I like what he can do. Oh, yeah, because okay. he's like super powerful, but like can't control it like her. Like it's like, oh. So I guess that's kind of like oh. a connection there. Yeah. Um, it would be great if they like made that point. <laughs> I, I think you're the first person I I hadn't thought of that he just said that. Yeah, maybe like he could he could have been the one instead of uh instead of Professor going in and like waking her up from the nightmares like maybe it could have been scott or something but also like and then they could have shared a, a secret kiss oh my gosh <laughs> like well i i if it'll calm you down sure <laughs> okay um but like we said there's a lot of globe trotting yeah um it was like every like 10 seconds it felt like every 30 seconds like we're in a new place this this movie um i think is just too big <laughs> for its yeah. own like it just doesn't know but not because like i mean i like plenty of movies that go to even more places yeah, like yeah. it's it's just that i don't know what it is with this story and i guess this writer and director it's just like they just don't have a handle on it, it was, they just don't know how to do this without it just it's like this unwieldy thing like they just couldn't control yeah the like, monster that they created the monster being the movie yeah um, I, I feel like there, there's like two movies in there and like they could have been good like like kind of developing like kind of like the younger x-men right gene scott and all that they wanted to do first then, class again yeah and the apocalypse story yeah but like with the apocalypse story like i feel like that's something separate and then like merging them together was like kind of silly like the reason that that apocalypse woke up is because Moira came in and left the door open, and so yeah. the sunshine came in. Like, yeah, so it's just like, it's just what? Like, I don't know. This like, whole movie's because because she's being a, a, a nosy dumb bitch. She's like, like she's like Indiana. She's dressed like Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, actually, no. She technically she, first she's dressed like a Muslim woman. Oh, yeah, she goes undercover, yeah. And then she, like, judo chops the guy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, it's Moira! Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was going to be, uh, what's her problems? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mystique. Mystique, yeah. Who did you think it was? Um, you were, you said <laughs> Rose Byrne. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Which is so funny you said that because Rose Byrne played one of Padme's doubles in uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that you, that you thought that. Um... But, yeah, like, I think one of the biggest flaws of the movie is just, like, it does not... Because of that, because of the scope, it just has no time 
except for like some of that Magneto stuff to really focus on any of the characters. Like mm. no one has an arc in this movie. Yeah. Like, and I will forget certain characters are in the movie. Like, it just yeah. doesn't do a good job of threading it. Where like, you know, you get introduced to Mystique and Nightcrawler earlier in the movie, yeah. and they don't show up again. For and like when she came back on, mm. when we go back to Berlin, I was like, oh yeah, they're in this movie. Like I completely <laughs> forgot, and not like in a, like a sarcastic, cynical like, oh yeah, they're in this. Movie. Like which, I genuinely was like, which is oh, strange yeah. because like. She's been, like, the main character, like, of no, these no, movies. No, 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 because, like, Apocalypse has, like, the little, like, time travel thing, like, uh, that other lady. Oh, what's her name? Flick? Flip? What what time travel thing does Apocalypse Do you remember, have? do you remember in, in, uh, the, the Days of Future Past, and they were fighting the Sentinels in the beginning, and there was that lady, and she had, like, the, the portal. The portals, you mean. Portal powers? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, he has like the similar portal powers. Yes, right? portal powers. So yeah. it seems like it, they could have made it a little bit more cohesive, but they did not. They did not. Well, <laughs> yeah, because his portals, like she used her portals like strategically in combat. Like the portals were very close to one another. He's, yeah. it's not really portals. He's more like he's just transporting. No, I know, but I'm saying like in terms of the globe trotting and stuff, like it could have, it could have been held together a little bit more. Is all I'm saying. Mm. But it wasn't. Nope. <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, Apocalypse gets awakened by sunlight. Um, and him <laughs> trying to wake up looks so funny. He looks like he's, like, waking up from a hangover. hangover. He's like... <laughs> his eyes are, like, all, like, rolling in the back of his head. And, like... <laughs> I was like... I was like, good thing he has, like, the powers that he does. Because, like, what if he was, like... Mystique, or just like, and then gets crushed. Yeah, you, know? you, can't, you can't transform your way out of five thousand years of slumber. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So he wakes up, and it shakes the entire planet. <laughs> I guess, or at least half of it. The half that the X Men are just so happened to and be on. <laughs> The vibration that shook the world. Good thing no one was in China because they wouldn't have felt it. No, I think it's supposed to shake the whole planet. Um, and and this is how Magneto, this is the beginning of the end for Magneto. Because it shakes, he's in his little factory in Poland. And it shakes oh, the thing, he's yes. about to fall on the guy, but the Magneto saves him. Because Yeah, it's his friend. But then someone rats him out. Yeah. And he knows it as soon as he does it. He, like, looks around and sees someone kind of, like, look away. Yeah. Because don't forget, he's still on the run for, you know, trying to kill the president of the United States. Two of them. Two of them. Even one of them, he actually did try. <laughs> JFK, he claims he was not. He he did no, not. No, he was try trying to save him because, of course, he was. He too was a mutant. Yes, of course. Power of of sexiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it it is cool to see. Uh, um, this is somewhat of a side thing, but it's kind of cool to see the mansion with like students again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been like a long time since we've like seen like class in session you know yeah. what i mean um except i guess like the very end of days of future past you know yeah um well in the yeah because that happens like in the earlier movies i think like you mm -hmm. see storm like teaching a class or something yeah, but, yeah. A, a lot of I, i've come to this comforting opinion yeah i've come to this opinion um and i don't back it up though okay but I feel like the best adaptations of comic books should just be television shows. Because hmm. you're able to tell the same kind of long-form storytelling. Whereas with this, like, every film needs to be, like, this big thing. 
I guess where, so. You know what I mean? Like, every film like, has to have, like, some big dramatic thing that happens, as opposed to, like, in the comics or, like, in a TV show, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you can have, like, smaller stories. You can do more character-driven yeah. things and, like... Well, I think you could do a simple story. What, what was the one that we thought was, like, simple but really good? Was that the one at the lake or the, the first one? I guess the first one. The, the first, first one's probably the simplest. Too. Yeah, the first one's like pretty simple, but, but it's still a pretty big like. Good. Oh no, he's gonna. They're gonna turn all the pre- the president, and all the politicians into mutants. <laughs> you know. So, um, so I'm so I'm saying that that would be something we'd be able to kind of see the school because every it feels like every movie the mansion's getting blown up, <laughs> kids are getting kidnapped. Like something's always happening. Oh my goodness! You know? I also think it's funny that he works in that factory, like. Even when he's Magneto, yeah, because even when he's not using metal, he's still he's always around that metal. All, he loves that metal, baby. Or maybe that was just like a working class job in Poland in the eighties. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't I don't know. Know. Um. So, why is it when Jean's having her nightmare, she's giving the wall like herpes? Uh, like the wall is no, like, it's like morphing, disintegrating. It's like it's dis- like bubbling though. Like yeah, I don't know. It's scary. But I didn't know she even had that power. Yeah, like wouldn't. Because that makes me think of, like, um, what is it called? Like, Doom Patrol. How, like, they basically have to, like, create, like, a false reality or and, like, kind of subdue this guy who has, like, mind powers because, like, he's, like, old and, like, it, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so, like, if that's the case, like, I thought... I thought the narrative was that Professor had done Professor. that. <laughs> that he had done that. Like, she, like, kind of... But this is a different time. Tampered. Remember, that's a different time. No, timeline. I know. But, like, if she's, like, burning the house down because she's having a nightmare... Burning down the house. <laughs> like, you know, I think that's a little time to intervene, maybe. Maybe have a chat or something, you know? I don't... I don't no, know. No warm milk before bed. No, no scary TV. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Even that's her problem. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a health yeah. hazard for the rest of the mansion and all the children in it. Yeah, they're they're really. This is the movie. They're, so they're starting to set up the Dark Phoenix again. Yes. And once again, it's not something that she encounters in space, <laughs> but it's something she's born with. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's, no, it's deep within. No, the whole point is it's it's, yes, it's a yes, it's a it's a separate thing, and she met it in space. Blah blah blah. Well, guess what? Blah blah blah. The, it, the one of the most influential comic book storylines <laughs> is blah blah blah. Well, guess what? In 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 this situation, we don't go to space. Okay. It's Although all, I I could be wrong. Oh. I think they do all this setting up that the dark face is inside of her. And then in the Dark Phoenix movie, they have her go to space and encounter the Dark Phoenix. So it's like, what? It's like, what? Do they really? Wait. I don't know. I haven't seen it. We're going to find out. We have to find out. Um, Also, I don't know where this is. I think this is down in the basement of the mansion, like when they're going to Cerebro. But Professor X is talking, I think it's to Hank. He's rolling backwards. (laughs) (laughs) He's just having a good time. (laughs) I I have nothing to say about it. I just thought it was funny. Um, But... It's nice, Magneto. He really becomes a part of his town because, like, when the police confront yeah. him, like, they know who he is. Yeah, he's like, like I've had dinner at your house. Like, I, what did, what do you say? We've gone to the pub together. Like, like I just want to watch that yeah. movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to watch. Oh, that would be a good movie. Like, why couldn't they have just made, made X-Men Origins Magneto? <laughs> why do they have to do first class? It's and... what we want. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, so his daughter is a mutant and can yeah. control, or not control, but at least like speak to the animals. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Like, she's like a like fawn in um in the what is it the fairies? Ooh, Tink- Tinkerbell. Oh, Tinkerbell. Like Tinkerbell and all her. She, That's a franchise we should do. Yeah, she's got her the little Tinkerbell her movies. little fairy gang and the, the her one, gang. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the one she has the the animal powers. I've never seen any of these. Before, oh, so. okay. I, I skipped that day at school when we watched it. Oh, they were teaching in school? Yeah, they were teaching at, at, at NYU. They were teaching Tinkerbell, the direct-to-video, the direct-to-DVD movie. No. It was never in theaters, no. Tinkerbell what? was not in theaters. None of them? I Even The Secret so. of the Wings? I, I know it's going to be a shock to you, but no. I don't think The Secret of the Wings <laughs> made it. I don't think it ever received theatrical distribution. <laughs> um, But this is this is kind of a cool parallel to a young Magneto because his powers are kind of awakened when his family gets taken away. Yeah. So then her powers are kind of... No, I guess it's implied that her powers, like she was already using them, but like her powers start to become but out like, of control like when really, her family's getting really. taken away. Yeah. So that was a cool parallel. Like really, really. Because like she was just talking to the, the deer before, but now she's like got a tornado of fucking crows gonna kill these yeah. people. Like, And were we supposed to know that she had powers when we see in the backyard with all the deer? Because I just assume she's just uh, like... I just thought it was just like, haha, her friends, they're the animals. They're not human I mean, children. Yeah, I, I kind of got that sense, but I wasn't entirely sure because like... I figured her power would be mag- magnetism as well. Uh, I guess it's not. No, because they're not all the same. Even though, like, um, you know what? That's funny that you say that because you would think that like genetically it'd just be the one power or whatever, like passed down. But it's not like... The, the children can have completely different powers, except for the Summers brothers. They have the same exact fucking power. Just one comes out of his stomach and one comes out of his eyes. Mm, I wonder if there's a third brother and he has it comes out of his dick. <laughs> I think there is a third brother. What? I'm pretty sure there's a third brother. No. That isn't in the movies. Yeah, it's in the comics. Maybe. I or maybe know. it's a sister. I don't know. There's there's some... I don't know. I'm just saying one, one starts at the head. <laughs> One's in the chest, so it would stand to reason. Shoulders, knees, and toes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the daughter and the mom getting arrowed is so silly. <laughs> because it's the, the reason why is the guy just like is looking at all the birds so he like accidentally lets go. Yeah. It's like in slow moment he like turns it's over, like, he's like, Ooh! Yeah, but it's like if he actually did that, that would have not been a precise shot and probably would have like like gone to the floor, like gone to the ground. Like it's incredible that he wasn't even looking. He was looking up and then like go. Yeah, he just like why? Why was he holding it back too? Like <laughs> was he even holding it back? I think he, I think he was technically aiming at Magneto. Because it's like <laughs> it's like sir, let, let go of your grip. It, it probably also yeah. what made you? It's it's like it's not even like a bird came out at him and like startled him. Like it, it, nothing had changed. They were all just looking at it. So I don't know why he suddenly <laughs> at that moment, like it, it's just for the plot. I know we're kind of being a little nitpicky here, but the point I'm trying to make is that it's, it really is just like that to give Magneto, silly. like Magneto is just like dead inside. Like again, they, they, they keep trying to make him like a good guy. And then he's evil. And then he, there's a good guy. How much and evil. more can this man suffer? Yeah. It is pretty cool how we use the necklace. It is pretty cool to use the necklace to kill all the officers, though. Um, I love murder, I, I is what was, I'm saying. I was kind of fucked up. <laughs> it was. Well, at least they won't get decapitated like Apocalypse does later. <laughs> yeah. With, like, the, the the people in, like, Cairo. But we're going to get there. Okay. We're going to get there. Um, and it's really, really good. I really like the moment when he, like, looks up to the sky. 
And he's like, is this what you want from me? Is this what I am? Right? Yeah, he's talking, and, to, he's talking to the G-O-D. No, but you know what I mean? Because, I mean, we forget canonically he's Jewish. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. it it makes sense. It's something that I wish they actually delved in more. Like, his his relationship to faith and God and, like... Yeah. Um, this would be the best fucking movie ever. Like... <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Because that's something, like, very much a part of, like... Like, a lot of, a lot of Jews kind of, like... Stop! Like obviously they're always culturally Jewish, but like, mm-hmm. like I think there are a lot of pe- Jewish people's people... faiths were shaken after the Holocaust. Understandably, oh yeah, like that's like a whole part of like Ellie Wiesel's book. Yeah, is like him, like you know what I mean, like like where is God? Yeah, like I mean, why like, is he letting this happen? To yeah, us? like why is he like letting people beat my father like right next to me? Yeah, <laughs> like, so you know, so tying this to Magneto. I think it's interesting. It would be cool to further explore, like, how does he feel, like, with everything that's happened to the Jews and then also the mutants? He's like mm-hmm. his complicated relationship with the idea of God, yeah, he, or some a, kind of higher. You know what I mean? A very because he was uh, trying to be a good person. He was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, he and he wasn't even just like hiding either. Like he was like part of the town. He was like, no, you know, yeah, he was really yeah. trying to become a real person, like work with them. He's and, very scary. He's so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so it, it, that's really great. Um. Cut to Cairo. We meet yeah. Storm, who is a street rat. <laughs> She's stealing stuff. Stealing like like Aladdin in the in the market. Yeah, and and then Apocalypse rolls up and kind of saves her from like the dudes who are gonna like cut off her hand. Yeah. And he cuts off their heads with sand. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how you got. I don't know how you get to capture with sand. Well, you ever been sandblasted before? It fucking hurts. <laughs> what does that mean, sandblasted? Like just have like a lot of sand come at you. I mean, I no, not really. No, you never been in like a sandy area or like on the beach, like. I I guess so, but. Not like, not enough to get decapitated. Well, obviously not. But if it's apocalypse, he's got a lot of power behind it. He's got a lot of power. <laughs> like, like when I went to Aruba, like I was getting fucking sandblasted yeah. on the beach. He gives off a lot of Emperor Palpatine <laughs> vibes in this movie because of the hood, does, but also his he face. And he's like, he kind of talks. He sometimes he'll literally be like, "Yes, we." Like he kind of talks like the Emperor totally, too. They totally did him dirty. Like they, we can't see his face. We we don't even get his real voice. It's all like fucked up. And well, Poor a piece Austin. of trivia. Um, his voice is supposed to be a bunch of different people's because he's been different people, like mm, like like yeah. different consciousnesses throughout yeah, yeah, yeah. the you know. Um, but anyway, so then we cut back to America. And Professor X is like, shit. I, honestly, I don't even remember how we got to this point. Again, I, I'm reading these notes and I'm like, I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> um, he, I think he realizes something's wrong because of all the vibrations. So him and, and Havoc go to see Moira, who of course does not remember anything from first class. Yeah. Because he erased her mind Mind-like. for literally no reason. I don't understand it on a narrative level or within the story. Like, I don't understand why the writers did that. Because and I don't that's understand- a big secret. Why do you think Raven only told her family and her two best friends that she's psychic? Yes, yes, I know. You know what I'm saying? Um, The romantic elements in this movie do not work with (laughs) any couple. (laughs) Charles, like, he's like, like, jokes like, you know, like, yeah, I, I checked her out. I mean, checked checked up on her. Oh, uh, uh, oh, wait, is it, is it hot in here? Like that, the Gene and Scott stuff, like... It just, it's none of it works. Like, I don't know what it is about this movie. It's just 
so poorly. Again, I think they just let it run away from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, then they, they go to see Moira, who does this big exposition dump on, on Apocalypse, <laughs> who he is, what he does. Again, it's like the, I felt like it's Spaceballs, looks at the camera. Everyone got that? Yeah. Okay. It was like, it was like. She was like, I can't tell you any of this. He was like, I have level five clearance. She's like, okay, so blah, 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 blah. like Moira. Like, like, did you check up on that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he probably like mine. Well, just say no. I don't think he did. I, I think know. I think Moira's just know. like, oh, I love this man. I don't know why I feel so. Uh, and then they have stupid like she. They go to the mansion and she's like, it's it's like I've been here before. <laughs> it's like Moira. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I kind of like how Apocalypse learns human history through television. Mm-hmm. The storm brings her, bring her back to her little, her little like abode with all the other little children running around. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of touches the TV, and he kind of sees. It's kind of interesting. Like he gets to kind of <laughs> see like the scope of like human history, and yeah. I guess the way it has it is because I guess this whole thing he sees himself as like a god to like take care of humans. I guess so. Yeah. And honestly, like. Sure, like we kind of done a bad job. So like, why don't you restart was, humanity? Why not? It was like no guns, no nukes, no machines. No like, guns. I don't really understand what his plan is, but I also understand why he's like, aside from just like killing everybody, like I don't really see how he's that bad. Like, like we haven't really been great. It, like it, if you're a supreme being, like okay, go for it. You know better than me. Like, You're a supreme being. It's kinda, I don't want to train into Jerry Seinfeld. You're a supreme being. <laughs> it's kind of weird because like he doesn't want them to have any weapons or anything, but then he also wants to like destroy them, but like also help them. It's kind of like Thanos. I think he's basically like I have to like start like a clean slate, so I gotta yeah, kill everyone. It's, and then it's kind of like Thanos. It's like very complicated. It's like like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like yeah. So I could, like, see how he would get this impression from, like, learning about human history and, like, seeing Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you know, that, 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 he should have just seen that. I'm oh, sorry, not to get political on Maine, but. Um, so, but anyway, so Storm gets roped up into this. Yeah. Um, which I guess kind of makes sense, because I remember you were watching and you were like, why would she do that? But I kind of, like, you, clearly she has no, uh, like, like mentor was, like, figures. Lost. Yeah, she's yeah. just, like, kind of lost. You know what I mean? So it's like. This is what happens when someone like Apocalypse finds her before someone like Professor X, you know? Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like like a cult, you know? It's like... Yeah. If you, like on Walking Dead, I think someone said that too. Like, oh, if, you, if you'd have met... It was Judas saying it to someone. If you had met my dad instead yeah, of... instead of whatever, then you wouldn't be... A yeah. part of the situation, like yeah. you know, we we've been we've been binging Walking Dead. That's that's why we're talking yeah. <laughs> like you'd have a good life, but but too bad you, you didn't. Um, sorry. <laughs> um. So I guess Apocalypse is able to like not give people powers, but like enhance them. Like yeah, I, kind of I like guess. I was kind of confused. Like turn up to eleven, I guess. <laughs> and this is how Storm gets white hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's again. It's like. In Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, so that's how she got white hair. <laughs> and yet, even though we saw her in Cerebro with white hair. <laughs> Not too long ago. Not too long ago. Well, actually, 20 years ago. And yet, she's only like a teenager in this. Uh, it just, I, I just don't I, know. I have confusion. Um, oh, yeah. Mystique and Nightcrawler in this movie. <laughs> it's been that long since we've seen them. <laughs> Like, how long... I mean, this is halfway through my notes, so theoretically, this is halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And oh yeah, oh. And then, it was a kind of a long movie, though. It was the longest movie at the, uh, uh, X Men movie up to that point. Not yeah. the longest movie ever. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, um, it was it was like about two and a half hours. So it was it was the longest X Men movie up to that point, and kept, I think since it just I kept, think it's just the longest. Just kept one. going. Going. It's just yeah. I remember we were watching it, and I was like, "Is it almost over?" And there was still a whole hour left. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, we go back to the school, and this was so funny. Hank made Scott special glasses, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I had some ruby quartz just lying around." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, as you do, you just have some ruby quartz <laughs> lying some around." Topaz. Um. This is where I wrote down the movie has way too many characters. Like I just keep forgetting people are in this movie. Um. The only characters that we're mildly attached to mm-hmm. are the characters that we've already been introduced to. And even though we've been introduced to Gene and Scott, before, like like these characters before, I'm considering them new characters. Yeah. Because they're like the younger versions. Like we've never seen them played by these people. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, they're new characters. So the only characters we really care about are the ones we've already met. Like mm-hmm. Professor X, Magneto, Mystique, to an extent, even though she's like barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Hank, to an extent, right? Um, but anyone else, like, fuck you, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this movie has the, has all of the blue mutants. <laughs> yeah. We have Nightcrawler. We have Mystique. We have the Beast. Mm. A beast. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the Beast. <laughs> and then Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, so many blue people. Yeah. I didn't, we, I think at one point we did say the measure of a good X-Men movie is the amount of blue people. That's true. So it's really a shame. Maybe it's like a, a bell curve. Like too many blue people. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Spells doom. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> it's just like they didn't know what to do with all the blueness. You know? It was like. Yeah. You gotta you gotta show the awesomeness of the yeah. blueness. You know? You can't just have the blueness. Right? Like. Yeah. So. But anyway. So Apocalypse starts going on his little, his little headhunter thing to like find people to be in his merry band of mutants. Um, so Storm brings him to find a bunch of mutants, one of which being Olivia Munn, mm. who I love. Um, one of my big celebrity crushes has like <laughs> nothing to do in this movie except just looking angry um, and being a badass, I guess. Anyway, so they recruit her. Uh, then they go recruit Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the continuity in this movie is weird. Okay. Um, as we've said, because there are characters who should be, who are in the original films shown to be younger than like Storm, Scott, Jean. Yeah. But in this movie, like for example, the character Jubilee, played by Laura Condor mm. from To All the Boys I've Loved yes, Before. Yes, yes. Um, she's like a famous character from the comics. Okay. Uh, big, I think she was a big part of the animated series in the 90s. Um, mm. She was technically in the original trilogy. Um, not really by, I think maybe they say her name, but she's not really a big character, but she's like an Asian girl with like the yellow jacket. And that's like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like an Easter egg in those movies. Yeah. But now she's the same age as them. <laughs> it, it just makes, I don't know. I don't know. Um, also, uh, Mystique, so Mystique comes to, well, anyway, so, so Mystique, I guess, sees the news about Magneto on the news. <laughs> yes. Right. The news on the news, as yes, you do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so Mystique goes to the mansion because she's like, we need to find him before, like, uh, like the, the the authorities, I guess, find him. Because, you know, he's still wanted for, you know, attempted murder. Yeah. <laughs> um, And Raven and Hank are into each other. And they're really trying, they're still trying to make this, like, 
Will they? Won't they happen? Like I, I stopped caring in first class. <laughs> like, like this, and this love they, triangle with Eric. Like it's we, never gonna happen. We know they won't. She, she just, he, he's too much of a square for her, yeah. and she's too troubled. This, this will they? Won't they? Question mark has become they won't exclamation point. <laughs> um. And so Magneto goes <laughs> back to the place where he works. And he's like, I'm going to kill you all. Like, Thanks for telling on me. I'm going to kill you all. And someone's like, no, Henrik. And he's like, my name is Magneto. I thought it would be funny if he said Eric. <laughs> my name is Eric. With a K. Um, but anyway, so Apocalypse shows up and he's like, join my team. And he, and he, those poor guys who worked at the, at the factory, they get phased into the floor. <laughs> um, yeah. And they bring him to Auschwitz. Yeah, that was okay. I mean, it's pretty wow. smart. I, using his anger over the Holocaust is, I guess it's a pretty smart tactic. Um, basically being like, see, it's systems that let just, this happen. So we're going to break down all the systems. I just felt so bad for him. I'm like, geez, why are you, why are you bringing this up again? But I guess it's to like fuel his hatred so that he, in sadness, so that he can fuel his powers or whatever. But. Yeah, because he's able now to pull metal out of like the ground. Yeah. Um, which just feels which, like it's like we're really jumping the shark well, in like the extent of his powers. Like every movie has to one up it. First, it was the Golden Gate Bridge, and then it was an entire baseball stadium, and now it's literally the Earth's crust. <laughs> And like all the metal on the planet, as we well, see later, okay. he's literally able to lift like all the metal on the planet Earth. Yeah, but okay, well this, okay, this doesn't even go with the other stuff, as we know, uh, because this seems like nothing compared to the blood. I feel like the blood is like pretty advanced, no? Like... Oh, you mean when he pulls the iron out of the blood? Yeah. Well, to be fair, Mystique, like, injected that guy with, like, extra, 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 extra stuff. No, I know. But so like, it's not like he could do that with anybody. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, pulling metal out of the dirt, like, I don't know. I suppose. But he does, like, <laughs> the whole planet is what I'm saying. Just, like, the, the mantle, like, the core. <laughs> no. At one point, yeah, at one point during the movie, we thought he was like, uh, lift out the Earth's core. I mean, he was like, you can turn the Earth. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It's going to be like where you, where you like reverse the, the rotation of the Earth and like time yeah. goes backwards or something. Yeah. This is completely unrelated. But, you know, the Earth, even though it feels like to us, it's like stable. Yeah. Because like, you know, when you're in a car. Like, you don't feel the speed of the car yeah. because it's, like, sta stable. The Earth is going, like, thousands and thousands of... I think it's, like, millions of miles per hour. No. Yeah, spinning. Yeah. No. Yes. Because then it would... No. No, because the Earth is so big, it still takes that long to go... To turn one once. Uh, but the speed is, like, really, really fast. Hold on. Let me... Hold on. How fast What does is, that have to do with anything? I, I, I'll tell you in a second. How fast is the earth spinning it's spinning a thousand miles per hour what? yeah but it's just so big it takes a full day to spin all the way around once what? but but um if it just stopped we'd all be launched into space <laughs> because of like like you know like in your car if you stop short you really fly forward yeah 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 it just it's like a car 
where you only feel you only feel the speed when you're speeding up or slowing down because like your body it's like at rest right but if a car is consistently going 65 miles an hour it's as if you're not moving at all right Mm -hmm. same with earth so if the earth just stopped spinning we would all be we would all just fly out into space um this could have been a very different movie if that was the case. Yeah, I, I just I just thought of it. Anyway, <laughs> that would be um, funny if it happened. So, again, with all of like the age things, these three movies—First Class, Days of Future Past, and this one—take place ten years apart each, like okay. sixty, early sixties, early seventies, early eighties. Yeah. But they 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 want to exist as if they're only like a couple years apart. <laughs> yeah. We've said brought this up before, but the one that made me really go like, "What the fuck? Why does Quicksilver still live at home?" Now it's just sad. I think, like before, it was implied. I guess he was maybe like a young, te- maybe like an older teenager, maybe like maybe like a young man. Yeah. Like, I think the implication is that he's like a loser. Like he says that he's like, oh yeah, I just live at home. Like, I guess so, but it's just like nothing has changed. I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know. I got maybe some different posters on the wall, but like, <laughs> you know, I mean, he has like rush, po- which is kind of funny because he moves yeah. fast. <laughs> um. But- um, but anyway, so all the young mutants, Scott, Jean, Jubilee, Nightcrawler, and no one seems to care. They all go to the mall. And no one seems to care that Nightcrawler, the blue man's at the mall. Anyway, so they go to see Return of the Jedi, and they're debating about, like, which one's the best one. Yeah. And and Jean says, well, we all know the third's the worst. The third movie's always the worst, which I think was meant to be a jab at X-Men The Last Stand because Brian Singer didn't direct that movie. But really, it's a jab at this trilogy <laughs> because this is by far the worst. <laughs> yeah. A uh, Spoiler, it's probably my my least favorite X-Men film that we've watched so far, at least. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I did like this idea that they have that like mutants, like they're not, like they're not outwardly hated as much, but like, they still hate mutants. They're just more polite about it. So it's like yeah. microaggressions for mutants. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like this interesting idea. It's like racism. Like, yeah, yeah. Like this idea that like, because especially that's something where it's like a lot of people like, okay, so like, we did it. We solved racism in yeah. the 60s where it's like, no, it's like still a problem. It's just like it's taken on new forms. Yeah. yeah. The same thing is kind of here. Yeah. I guess, right? That's how I likened it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's how I like it. No, that's <laughs> what I likened it to. Oh. Um... But anyway, so uh, Charles, at the behest of Mystique, they go into Cerebro to try to find Magneto before the authorities do. But who is Magneto with but Apocalypse? So by connecting to Eric's mind, uh, he connects to Apocalypse and Apocalypse takes over his brain and his pupils go all pupil or his eyeballs go all pupil. <laughs> yeah, he looked like an alien. And Yeah, he did. And Cerebro turns purple. <laughs> Um, and basically Apocalypse uses, um, excuse me, uses Charles to connect to all these people and basically launches all of the nukes on the planet into space so that they couldn't use them. (laughs) Um, which I don't know. I couldn't tell if that was like a, like, because he's against nuclear war or because he's like, now with these gone, you can't do anything to stop me. I don't know. I, I didn't know. I, I love some nuclear war imagery. Like I love some alt history when all the nukes get launched. Yeah, I mean, even even the the captains or like the admirals were like very concerned or very confused. Because they, they like, didn't authorize this. Like, like, who authorized the strike? Like, Is this an act of war or an act of peace? Like, I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, what is it? Oh, and let's just, again, what is Apocalypse's plan here? Like, uh, just to blow up the world and then restart? Like, this is what we were talking about before. Uh, like, what exactly is his end goal here? Well, according to Gene's nightmare, I guess, like, or premonition, like, fire and brimstone? I don't know. Oh, see, that's the problem. Is like, in the other films, I at least have a somewhat better idea of, like, what people's... Like, that's like a big, yeah. I think that's a big part of a movie like this. Like, I really need to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like, that's the difference between someone like this and Thanos. It's like, I understand very clearly his plan, mm-hmm. why he wants to do it, and how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that is not true for Apocalypse. Um, the, uh, and then I forget how or why, but then the mansion blows up. Mm-hmm. I forget why that happens. No. Oh, just because Cerebro blows up, right? Because yeah, he's because, like, wreak havoc. Yeah, because, like, the, the, it doesn't matter if you unplug it or whatever. Like, it's still going. Like, he's so powerful. He can just, like, you know, still control it. So he's like, you know, wreak havoc and, like, blow it all up, basically. And um, he accidentally, like, hits the... Like the, like the gas or the something? The like. nuclear... Like the, the war plane or something that Hank is building. Oh, I didn't even know that. I even noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, he was spending so much time on that. <laughs> Wasn't the whole Who thing cares? he was like... he died! No, 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 Hank was... I know, I know. Hank doesn't die. No, uh, Havoc! No, I know, I'm saying Hank spent so much time making that plane, I'm it was not, blown up. I'm not really sure why he was doing that. Well, you know, he likes planes. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, so let me get this quick. So Quicksilver is basically like he sees on the news that Magneto is, you know, and he's like, that's my dad. That's my dad. So I want to go find him and help him or whatever. And so he's like, I don't know where to find them. So let me go to Professor X. So he goes right when the explosion is about to happen. <laughs> uh, so we get this quick silver sequence, which uh, is not as good, but I guess funnier. Yeah. Like, it's a lot more, like, gags. Whereas the last one was just funny, like, like the thought of it. Yeah. But whereas this one had, like, actually funny imagery. Like, the shaking, like, cheeks, like, <laughs> as he's running. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. He saved the goldfish. He's like, yeah. It's, like, more, like, it's, it's like, intentionally more comedic. Oh, the, the dog with the pizza. <laughs> the dog was eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. Oh, what was the song that played during it? Was it the Queen song? Don't Stop Me Now? No, no. It was, um. Oh, it was something else. It, it was literally stuck in my head, like, all morning, and now I'm forgetting. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm was, looking. It was a lot longer. Uh, oh, Sweet Dreams by yeah. Um, Eurythmic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was definitely just, like, let's have a cool... Like, it kind of felt like all... This... It's like the movies that copied Days of Future Past. Like, this is, like, what they would do. Yeah. But, like, now it's the X-Men doing it. Like, it's copying itself. Yeah, and he, he saves almost everyone, which is so weird because he was in the basement, but, like, didn't see Havoc, I guess. Like Yeah, it just, it's even, really silly. Even though he was, like, really close to Professor X, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just plot. It's just so Scott can go, no! <laughs> um, so the mansion gets destroyed uh, completely, which I guess is the, the reason why they did that. Is so that when they rebuild it, it's because the mansion doesn't look the same as it did in the original movies. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just because it's like, oh, it's a reboot. 
So they blow up the mansion. So the idea is so that when they rebuild it, and now it looks like what it looks like in the original movies. <laughs> um. Anyways, the mystique's there, and for some reason, she turns into a blue woman. Like they don't say why. She just like she was she was a human in one shot, and then the next shot she's blue, yeah. and all the students are like, because oh, she's like a hero to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this is probably the dumbest part of this movie. Striker shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a bunch of the mutants <laughs> and brings them to Alkali Lake. Um, I, I, I just, I don't even know. So the young mutants like kind of like sneak on and tag along. Uh, Jean Grey is able to kind of like you know mind control like the anyone who sees her like she's able to kind of like yeah, yeah, make themselves so like not be visible. there. Um, and I'm sorry, I said this before. Sophie Turner is so bland in this movie. <laughs> like something terrible will be happening. She's like, oh no. It's just, it's just. I'm sorry. But they go. You know, I'm not sorry. I stand by it. <laughs> they go, and they're trying to get out, and who do they run into? <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. You're skipping some stuff. You're oh skipping some goodness. stuff. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, but this whole Alkali Lake subplot is so unnecessary. Like, I, I didn't even... Like, I knew this happened in the... Like, I had heard that, like, they go to Alkali Lake, and uh, they run into Wolverine. Like, I knew that this happened. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how it actually manifested in the plot. Yeah. Um, now seeing the movie, I'm like, it makes that make that little had nothing to do with anything. But <laughs> I like I thought Apocalypse was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, like I said. But um, but anyway, so um, Apocalypse they they steal Charles, and basically he's like, I want you to broadcast a message out yeah. to the world, right? So he does, and he and he broadcasts a message to every person, and they say every man, woman, and mutant. So <laughs> mutant confirmed the third gender. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so then we run into Wolverine. I love how we get introduced to Logan because we hear sniffing. <laughs> There's like a subtitle sniffing, and I, I was know, like, "Oh, I know, I told you, he's party animal." Um. And he's running around, starts coming. Like this, literally had no. Like they've, they've, like Wolverine obviously is like the most popular character in the movies. So like I just, they were like, we have to insert him I guess. somewhere. Yeah. His cameo in First Class made sense. Yeah. Like it was like a funny. It was a throwaway little scene. You know, it fit the montage. It was in a montage. It made sense. Yeah. This was literally like a whole little subplot. <laughs> um. Though I do like his, like, the little, like, headpiece and stuff that he has. Because I think that's, like, the stuff he had for, like, the Weapon X program in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, a nice little okay. touch, I guess. Because um, we didn't get to see any of that in X-Men Origins. No, yeah. He's just a big naked. At least he has clothes on in this movie. Uh, yeah. He doesn't run around naked and stuff. Because uh, this is presumably after the procedure. It's disappointing. But yeah. yeah. Like, disappointing? <laughs> yeah, for you and Hugh Jackman both. I'm, I know he loves to get naked for these movies. Um... But it's just very random to have him in this movie. Um, and I'm going to I stole your... This is a quote from you oh. while we were watching. For a movie named after Apocalypse, he's barely in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's really not in it at all. Um, he's just there to be like... Uh, yes. Evil. And then he's there for the final, you know... Oh, the final showdown. The final showdown, which, like, was way too long. Like, it was like... It was such a long third so. third part of the movie, but um, the city, the Cairo starts getting like Thanos essentially, <laughs> and starts like turning. I have like a lot less notes. Like I think this is basically like forty five minutes of the movie, and I only have like eight bullets left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't really have much left to say. The city gets Thanos. 
Um, so Magneto is going, he's going to lift all the metal in the world? What's he going to do with it? I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand the plan. I think it's just like destroy everything. Okay. And kill okay. everything. But I don't understand. Uh... I don't know. Um, but this third act is just so boring. <laughs> it's just a bunch of CGI. Fi- like, I just... Oh. Uh. <laughs> but then we get the best part of the movie. And by best, I mean the worst. Oh, what? They're going to put Apocalypse into Charles. Oh, yeah. And in the process, he goes bald. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how he lost his hair. Oh, so Which in the comics, he just... How he lost his in hair. the comics, he just... He's just old. He just had bald. Yeah, he just he just had early baldness. <laughs> early baldness. Yeah, he just you know he just it wasn't even because he was old. He I think in the comics he just started to go bald early at early yeah, like maybe like his twenties or thirties and I don't know. you know I can relate. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so Storm, but Sto- but you know who's Storm's hero? Mystique. Mystique, and who's Apocalypse about to kill? Mystique. Mystique. So Storm's like shit. I can't Mystique. do this anymore. He might be evil. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe we're the bad guys. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the thing we never understand why Storm does this. Like again, we we said this before. Like she's just lost in directionless, but she doesn't seem like an evil person. That she's willing to literally kill billions of people. <laughs> yeah, like, I only had to wind up. I was like billions. <laughs> um, and I love how there's like a big anime showdown in Charles's head. <laughs> between yeah. him and apocalypse it's like it's like in like a dust it's like a like a cloudy abstract space <laughs> yeah. and they're like looking at each other and they're like standing and he's like you're in my house now and then he becomes so big it becomes like a kaiju like a great big monster and it looks like when pennywise becomes really big in, in it chapter two um and i'm skipping over a lot of stuff Good. um but then gene yeah we're really not missing like literally nothing happens um then we get the phoenix again. Yeah. And and she basically kills Apocalypse. And Apocalypse, he's like, oh, it just, like, um, it has been fulfilled. I think it's because he's, like, is able to recognize the phoenix mm-hmm. in that moment. Like, understand, like, what it is. Okay. I guess is, like, what that was meant to be. Sure. Um, sure. And also this movie honors the time-honored tradition of Storm. Even though this takes place chronologically before the other films... Uh, she is a storm having less and less hair every movie to the point now like the last one she really didn't have a lot of hair and, and days of future past this one she like literally just has a mohawk like the sides of her head are literally just like shaved or bald um i love it i love it so much um in the next movie she's gonna be completely bald <laughs> she's like you know who, who my hero is now <laughs> exactly professor x yeah um and then out of nowhere professor x decides to give moira her memories back yeah. And she's just, like, happy about it. She if I was her, I'd be like, that's, like, grossly invasive that you, like, erase my memories without my consent. Like, it's not even, like, <laughs> it's not even, like, other things where it's, like, it's, like, in Men in Black when, like, Tommy Lee Jones retires. Like, he's consenting to have his memory erased. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like she did not consent she, to that. She should at least be a little angry because, I like, punched him. they were in love, you know? So. If you, honey, if I found out that you erased my memories, <laughs> I would, I would punch you in the face. I'd be so angry. That's like the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. They just keep... But they consent. Oh, they keep meeting. They yeah. just keep meeting. Um, but anyway, so they, they save the day. Uh, they yeah. rebuild the mansion. Yeah. Um, it's like so easy. Magneto like, and, and uh, Jean. They just, together, yeah. You know. um, 
I do like Charles and Eric's last conversation that they have because it's like almost word for word the conversation that they have at the end of the first movie when mm-hmm. Magneto is in, in like the rubber prison mm-hmm. and they're playing chess and he's like because the whole theme of that is like they've won but Magneto's like you know what's gonna you know like you have so much hope for humanity but like you know one day they're gonna be coming to your house and taking your children mm. which it was so thematically interesting because that's literally what happened in X2 it happened like the next movie over mm. so an interesting that now like they're basically having that same conversation again yeah um, so I thought it was like a nice little throwback um, Brian Singer kind of making it full circle yeah yeah um, and the movie ends the X-Men are formed <laughs> I guess I guess yeah like and Mystique <laughs> is there and everyone everyone's there Gene Night- Scott Nightcrawler Storm Night- Nightcrawler shouldn't be with them right because he's like on his own it's a new timeline. He's not on his own. Oh my goodness. I can't, um, I can't keep up. So, uh, yeah, like, it just, it's just, it's just pretty, it's a mediocre movie. That's, I wouldn't even say it's bad. Because for me, a bad movie, like, makes me feel something. It's just a negative feeling. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I don't feel anything. I'm getting worked up now just because it's, like, funny to get, <laughs> but, like, like, watching, I was just, bored like i just felt nothing i felt no emotion yeah yeah like just mediocre yeah um it's like oh that happened uh you know what you know what might give me a little bit more joy reading this trivia some trivia yeah let's read some trivia (laughs) um this one's really funny okay although not in the movie Mm -hmm. sir patrick stewart stewart (laughs) sir patrick stewart Jokingly informed Brian Singer that he'd be willing to play Mystique should Jennifer <laughs> should Jennifer Lawrence quote start playing up. Oh <laughs> he my. said quote I'm so ready to be naked, painted blue, and the world is ready for it too. Oh my! Um, <laughs> Those two. There's something else I tell you because like who, in Brian, Cats. Like, oh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, they're they're funny. <laughs> they're funny. Um, according to Brian Singer, I I think I already said this. Um, Apocalypse voice is a mixture of different sounds. Quote, he's bearing the souls of many lives and many characters. He has contained within him many voice, all take, all, excuse me, within, within him, many voices, all taken from various ranges and tones. Interesting. <laughs> if, if he, if he has to go into another person to stay alive, why did they turn blue? <laughs> I think maybe like when they get, when they assume his spirit. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem correct. Um, Tom Hardy yes. and Idris Elba oh. were both considered for the role of Apocalypse. Mm, too sexy. But that part went to Oscar Isaac instead, but Oscar Isaac is also too sexy. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they were trying to find someone like, too sexy, too sexy. And then they're like, shit, we're, we're filming in a month. Well, it doesn't matter. Oscar Isaac, he's sexy. It doesn't matter. We just have to go with him. He's the last one who auditioned. <laughs> um, this one's interesting. Storm is never referred to by name in the entire film. Either a Storm or Aurora Monroe. That's right. He never asks her what Like, no one ever says her name. You would think that Apocalypse would ask her when they meet, but okay. He doesn't care. Um, Olivia Munn had actually auditioned for the role of Vanessa in Deadpool. Oh. Uh, But the producers and casting director felt that she wasn't right for the role. They did, however, say that they would keep her in mind and hoped to work with her on a future X-Men movie. So when casting began for this, they remembered her and brought her back into audition for the role of Psylocke. That's the name of her character. Mm. Um, In the first three movies, 
Angel, Psylocke, and Jubilee are portrayed as younger than Cyclops, Jean, Storm, and Nightcrawler. <laughs> However, Jubilee is being portrayed as the same age as the four, and Psylocke and Angel are now older. <laughs> um, okay, this one's going to make you mad. Okay. Elle Fanning, Chloe Grace Moretz, Haley Steinfeld, Saoirse Ronan, Daisy Ridley, Lily Collins, and Margot Robbie were considered for the role of Jean Grey before Sophie Turner was cast. <laughs> what was it about Sophie Turner? What was it? Her audition must have... I, I, I don't want to be sexist. I guess because she, I, but I'm she gonna looks say that, like the original actress, kind of. Kind of. Kind of like skinny and like, like I guess tall, so. tall, lanky. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to be sexist here. What? But she must have done something dirty to get this role. No. Like, like I, I just don't know how she got this role. I'm sorry. Probably, Any one of those women you know would have been so much better. Any one of these what? actresses. Probably because of Game of Thrones. Yeah, probably. Honestly, yeah, yeah just because like the star appeal kind of. Yeah. Because like. <sighs> I was like hot and happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm not sexist. It's a real big problem in the hashtag me too. I'm not dismissing it. I'm saying that. I'm just saying something, something, something is going something on. Something isn't right here. Something isn't right here. Um, I think I, uh, the trailer for the film attracted controversy from the Indian government. The government! Oh. For it using the name of the Indian deity Krishna as an assumed identity of a mutant villain. The final theatrical cut removes the Krishna reference and replaced it with godlike figures from other cultures. Wait, so they, they gave a pre-screening to the Indian government? No, it was in the trailer. Oh, in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was in the trailer. All right, Indian government. <laughs> You're ready for a sneak peek. Um, During an interview with Graham Norton, Jennifer Lawrence described her blue outfit as mystique to be so constricting and skin tight that she had to urinate through a funnel while standing upright. <laughs> um, To prepare... This, one, this one's interesting, but also kind of stupid. To prepare for the role for her role as Jean Grey, Sophie Turner studied Famke Janssen's performance as Grey in the previous X-Men films. That's why she's like that. Because Jean's kind of like docile and What I was gonna say is like, what was it about her performance that needed to be studied? It was a very straightforward performance. Like you just watch it, go, okay. It's like I said, I was up all night trying to get into character. Um at 144 minutes, this is the longest X-Men film to date. Um Oscar Isaac had to dub almost all of his dialogue as Apocalypse as sounds of his bulky rubber costume moving were being picked up by the microphones. <laughs> um, Poor Oscar. Um, okay, here we go. Alternate timelines may explain tons of anachronisms, um, but they don't explain why Alex Summers, a.k.a. Havoc, who appeared to be in his early 20s in 1963 during the Cuban Missile Crisis, during X-Men First Class, is still somehow only a few years older than his brother Scott, who was a high school student. 20 years later in 1983, <laughs> Alex should be old enough to be Scott's father. And we see that their non-mutant parents are not at an advanced age, so this can't be passed off as Alex and Scott simply aging more slowly. <laughs> uh, and this last one is awesome. Okay. When visual effects supervisor Lou Pecora was working on the destruction of Auschwitz, someone told him, I don't want anything left of that damn camp by the time we are done with the sequence. <laughs> nice. I I, th- I think Lou did a pretty good job. Like, if there was anything that I really liked from this film, it was, like, all the, the um, VFX. And I, uh-huh. I said that during the Quicksilver uh, sequence yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely the CGI is definitely... This is starting to get to the point where I would argue that the CGI is starting to get a little too, like, overutilized. Yeah. Um, But to be fair, just technologically, this is years after. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. it's been 16 years since the first film, so it has come a really long way. 
Yeah, but for they sure. could they could still do some physical yeah. stuff. Well, this is kind of like an MCU kind of movie where it's like it's like too much. Yeah. But because of that, like the budget has to be split across like more and more VFX shots, so each shot looks worse. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why like the original Iron Man, like the CGI actually like in a, a way like looks better. Yeah. Than like some MCU movies now because okay. like they had more money per shot. Yeah. Even if they had less money total. Yeah, I got you. If that makes sense, you. right? Yeah. Um, so the critical reception of this movie was not good. Um, especially since, I, I know <laughs> we shocking. weren't huge fans of, we weren't huge fans of Deadpool, but people were. Yeah. And this came out like three months later. Mm. Um, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it got a uh, 47%. <laughs> with the critical reception being, quote, overloaded action. And a cliched villain take away the focus from otherwise strong performers and resonant themes, making X-Men Apocalypse a middling chapter of the venerable superhero franchise. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> did you um, write that? What's that? Did you write that? No, no, I did not write that. <laughs> uh, and then the letterbox score for more contemporary reception, 2.6 out of 5 stars. Oh, wow. Um, which I think is also quite fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it's just... A very bland... It just feels like... I don't know. Again, it just feels like it got away from them. Mm-hmm. Because Brian Singer, again, awful person. But <laughs> the like the three that he's directed are some of the best of the franchise. Yeah. You know, yeah. X2, Days of Future Past, even the original X-Men. Which yeah. I think is still like one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, So it's like... It's so surprising. I wonder if he would have directed more after this if this turned out really well. Because he did not direct any more after this. So I don't know if that's because he was like, I'm done. Or if they were just like, no more for you. I don't don't know. Because, I mean, it was kind of off and on with the other ones, though. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, All right. Favorite part. Favorite Um, part of the movie. Favorite scene. Favorite character. Actor. Line. Literally anything. Anything about the movie. Magneto and the VFX. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say at least the Magneto parts of, like, in Poland. With his family and working at the factory. Because once that happens, it's kind of dumb. Because he's like, because like during the final battle, we didn't bring this up, but like during the final battle, like Mystique's like, Eric, please, no. And he's just like, oh, I, I have to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. Oh, uh, yeah. When, so I would say specifically Magneto, like, like when he's trying to live his life. Yes, yes. Like all that stuff. Eric. Yeah, er- Henrik. Henrik. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, my. Sorry, I just disconnected by accident. Um, no, my, my, my best is Magneto in Poland. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so now it's time to look at our rankings mm-hmm. and slot this in. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very easy. I'm very bottom. <laughs> yeah. Very, very bottom. I give it a four. A four, really? Yeah. A four, so a four, I would say, is like bad. Uh, do you think you go do a four? I don't know. I mean, like... Five just seems too high. <laughs> four, that's fine. Okay. Wow, Viviana's giving it a four. Um, I am going to be a little more generous, just because I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to give it a little, um, like, I'm going to have some mercy. Okay. A mercy which the movie itself did not give me. Yeah. By making me watch it. Um, I'm going to give a give it a five. Um, I think it's mediocre. I think it's really close to being a four. Yeah, I don't loathe it. And it wasn't like bad to watch. It was just like. Mm, just know? boring. It's just. You know? It's just. I was like. 
I kept asking if it was over. <laughs> because, like, it's, like, after the final fight scene, like, you think that it's over, right? Like, that would make sense. But then there was, like, a whole 45 minutes left of the movie. I yeah. like, what the fuck else are they supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so here are our rankings then. Um, your ranking from worst to best, X-Men Apocalypse, Deadpool, the original X-Men, First Class, X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men The Last Stand, X2, X-Men United, X-Men Days of Future Past, and then The Wolverine. <laughs> My ranking, X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Deadpool, X-Men The Last Stand, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine, X-Men, X-Men Days of Future Past, and then at the top, X2. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I this is one of our shorter episodes, but for, funny enough, our, one of our shortest episodes for the longest movie. <laughs> um, but again, it's just like not a lot to, like, I honestly don't even remember. Like, <laughs> literally after we watched it, like, I don't even think it would be that different if we recorded this after watching it. <laughs> Because I don't think I would have even remembered then. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, it had so much potential, but. You it, know. it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially coming, like I said, coming off of Days of Future Past, yeah. I was so hyped to yeah. see like where they were going to take this. Yeah. Either in the past timeline or like now like the new present day timeline. Like, and they just completely fumbled the whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes um, you just hit and miss, you know. Miss was a miss. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, well, that's it for this week's episode of Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Next week, we'll be watching the next film in the franchise, arguably by some people would say the best one, uh, the 2017 film, Logan. Viviana, where can they find us? You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Franchise Podcast. We know you have many podcasting options, and we thank you for choosing us. Peace out, guys. Bye.